0: Grace with responsibility. Grace with responsibility. Father, I just ask that you speak to our hearts today and help us to understand uh, what you're saying to us so that we can grow in grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, freedom in life comes only through the grace of God. You can be free only by the grace of God. Those that are out without the kingdom of God, outside of the kingdom of God, claiming they're free, they are really not free. True freedom is only through the grace of God. But grace comes with responsibility. You know, America is the freest nation in the world. There is so much freedom in America. If you don't understand what God has blessed this nation with, please buy a ticket and go out to a third world country. When you return, you'll kiss the earth for America. You will. You're blessed. This country is blessed. But there is no true freedom without responsibility. And what's happening today in America, people want to, the free people want to shake off responsibility and they want to do whatever they want. And if you go that way, you'll find that you're bound and you have a whole lot of trouble. God can pick any nation and use, if he wills. Now, England is our, uh, Great Britain is a small country, but Great Britain ruled the world including Nigeria and the United States. This was a colony of Great Britain. You know why? Have you picked a book called King James Version Bible? That came from there. The King James Version Bible came from Great Britain, from their king. And they printed the Bible and sent missionaries all over the world. They sent missionaries to Africa. Some of them gave their lives for us. They were free, and they ruled the world, including Canada. But then they started backing off. They sent Bibles all over the world. Guess where most of the Bibles coming from today? From the United States. And guess who the leader of the world is? The United States. If you take get away from that responsibility of doing what God wants you to do, you lose your freedom and you, you lose your place as the head. Because when God calls you with responsibility, He makes you head and not tail, above and not beneath. But freedom always goes with responsibility. When God created Adam, he created Adam free. Put him in a nice garden, but gave him responsibility to take care of the garden. And then there was a fruit in there that he said you can, a tree in there, don't go near that, don't eat the fruit. That's, you got to be responsible. There's no freedom without responsibility. And what I see in the church today, people just want to do whatever they like. And they use the word grace. The grace of God. Where God's grace goes with responsibility. You can't just do whatever you like and expect God to be blessing you. He has laws and principles to live by. And if you break those laws and principles, you pay the price. You can't go against God's law and expect God to bless you going against His law. Many times when I'm in a crusade and I'm preaching to them, I'll tell them, I need you guys to give your life to the Lord Jesus. Why should you make you why should He make you strong so that you can go out and sin even more? You couldn't do those sinful stuff because you're sick and weakly. Now you want Him to heal you so that you can go back and do more of the same crazy stuff. He's not going to do that. Lay those things down and let God heal you and you'll be fine. Freedom comes with responsibility and grace comes with responsibility as well. I hear Christians, they enjoy it to say, well, all things work together for good so you can live the way you like. And God is still blessing you. That's not what the Bible says. How many of you know that grace is a teacher? Where grace is a teacher. Grace teaches. And if you want to walk with the grace of God, and no man can make it without God's grace. If you want to walk with God's grace, listen to the the teacher called grace. Grace is a teacher. That's what the Bible says. Titus 2, verse 11 and 12 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. What is he doing? Teaching. Grace teaches the grace of God that brings salvation. You know what the word salvation means? That word is sozo. Mean being free from sickness, being made whole. Free from sin first, being made whole. All of those words, the word whole, freedom, freedom. Saved, all of those words, they all came from that word suzo in the Greek, which actually means being saved. For the grace of God that brings you salvation has appeared to all men. If you are not saved, that means you have not been listening to grace. Amen. You have not been listening to grace. If you are not free... You haven't been listening to grace. He's appeared to all men and is teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss we should live soberly, righteously, godly when in this present age. You know what it means to be godly? That means people see that your life is being controlled by what God says. That means they know that when Sunday comes, they know where to find you. They know that when they are planning to do something evil, they know where you stand. You're not going to go with that. So they hide behind to do whatever they want to do and please don't let him know because he's going to oppose us. You're living godly. You are godlike. Everything that concerns God, you are part of it. You are living righteously godly in this present age. Not until then, but now. Does it say living holy? No. Godly. Nobody is holy but God made us holy according to his word. He is our holiness. But you live godly. You have to live godly. That's the grace of God. When you are not living a godly life, that means you study your scriptures, you are in church, you pray, you go to where Christian, you support Christian things. That's part of your life. If you are not doing that, you don't know the grace of God. He hasn't spoken or He's been speaking to you. You haven't listened yet. Because if you listen to Him, He'll teach you and empower you. Now, the word grace also means to enable, to empower. The grace of God will empower you to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live righteously, godly, in this present time. You know, today you hear Christians, and I pray that God will protect them. Because when you play with grace, the outcome is never fun. You know, we have an enemy that doesn't sleep. He has only one ministry, to bring misery to your life. To hurt you and to hurt your children. To make sure you, don't, you are not well in life. And Jesus died for only one purpose, and you need to understand it with regards to healing. He died so that it might be well with you. He died so that everything in your life might be okay. Why would He go to the cross and suffer the way He suffered if it were not for you to have life in a good way? For things to be well for you, he paid the price so that all concerning your life is well in this present life. That's why he died. That's why he paid that awesome price so it may be well with you. If it's not well with you, you haven't listened to grace yet. You haven't listened to grace. When you listen to grace, Jesus made it clear. Without me, you can do nothing. When you listen to his word, his word watches you. And then he makes you godly and there is godly responsibility that you have in your life. And when I see that you don't have that and you're making excuses, you don't know him. You haven't seen grace. He hasn't spoken to you. You can argue with me. I just let you go. Keep it up. One day, Satan will set you in a real nice place for good walking. Then you'll be praying for, you'll be running from pillar to post looking for somebody to lay his hands on you. And you'll be asking silly questions like, Why is God not doing this for me? Uh, how have you been living? Have you been listening to his grace? He curses you. This is not to threaten you. God is saying, my grace is there for you. He wants to help you. So that you're, physically you're okay. Materially you're okay. Mentally you're okay. How many of you remember Papa Smith. Now he was 92 years old. This man can quote more scriptures than I can read. <laughs> if you let me put it that way. This guy, his mind was sharp. What would what, 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 what you think made him that way? The word of God inside of him. This word works. But God is calling us to responsibility. Now, the thing that God wants for us is for every Christian to grow in grace. Grow. You need to grow. God does not tolerate Christians who don't want to grow. You need to understand that. You must have a desire to grow. That's the way God has created nature. Anything that's not growing is dying. If you are not growing, you're dying. If you have no desire to grow as a Christian, you're not going to do anything about your Christian growth. Something is wrong. God wants you to grow in grace. Grace. You need to grow in grace. You can't be the way you are today, the same that you were last year at this time. If that's the same thing, something is not wrong. Something is wrong. You should be growing every year a little better than before. Second Peter 3 verse 18, it says, But grow in grace. What is it telling us to do? Whose responsibility is that? God's responsibility? Is it God's will for you to grow in grace? Yes. What are you doing about that? What are you doing about going and growing in grace? I, by the grace of God, I'll tell you the truth. Because one day I'm going to be standing before Him. You may not like what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, God This is his word. He wants you to grow in grace. You have to grow in grace. If you are not growing in grace, you are not doing his word. Period. Jesus said, Those who love me, they keep my word. Didn't he say that? If a man loves me, this this disciple said, Why are you going to manifest yourself to us? Why don't you manifest yourself to the world? He says, those who love me keep my word. The world don't keep my word. Only those who keep my word, I manifest myself to. So, Everyone who hears what I'm saying, and they do what I'm saying, and they believe I and the Father will come and will make our home with this person, and will manifest ourselves to them. Well, I don't hear God. What's the problem? You're not listening to him. You don't have His Word inside of you. His Word means nothing to you. The Bible tells us, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How do you grow in the knowledge? Now, Peter tells us, I believe Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Gr- Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How is grace going to be multiplied to you? How is your peace going to be multiplied? You know what that means, peace? That means God takes care of all the difficult things in your life. So you got peace. He takes care of your children. He takes care of your finances. He takes care of your Your body, he takes care of you. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The only way your grace will grow, the only way to grow in grace is through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how do you know Jesus? Is he going to appear before you and show himself to you? No, you read this word. That's how he reveals it to you. That's where to go. I have learned not to just, fig, you know, just let people be. Because Bible Jesus said many are called, few are chosen. I don't know who is chosen. <laughs> you determine that. We are in the last days. And people need to be very careful. I was telling somebody yesterday, I don't understand people. You know, you know you're gonna die and or Jesus comes back. You're going into another world where you can never return and you don't even know what's gonna happen to you, you have no assurance. That's dumb. You wanna take a chance and just go there and hope whatever happens happens? That's stupid. When you have the road map to help you get there and you paid no attention to it and you decide to get in your car and keep driving. It's not, but you're driving south. Hoping to get there. It doesn't work that way in nature. What makes you think it's going to work that way with God who created everything? You have to be deliberate. God gives you what you want. He's a respecter of no one. Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Who is to desire that? You are. They don't have to beg you. As newborn children of God, that, the reason I'm saying this is if you're not growing, something is wrong. If you're not desiring the word of God, something is wrong. It's simple. Something is wrong in your life. Only sick babies don't want to eat. Right? If you have a baby, you brought the baby from a hospital... Or even if a grown man, I mean, even if you're dealing with a grown man, and he doesn't want to eat, every time you call him to eat, he says, I'm not hungry. A week is gone, and he's saying, I don't feel like eating. Well, we know you're sick. Something is wrong. The Bible says, as newborn babes, that's for new Christians, desire... The pure milk of the word. So how are you going to grow through the word of God? How are you going to grow in grace? Through the word of God. And that's your responsibility. Grace goes with responsibility. If you don't go to the word, you can never grow. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You have to be where the word has been preached. That's what our Sunday school teacher was saying today. Jesus said you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. And when we get to the matter of healing, I'll tell you, I'll show from the scripture so clearly, that those that received healing during the time, for, for, for example, Peter and John and Paul, they were actually ministering the gospel of healing to the people when they received faith. be healed if you're sick in your body bury yourself in the gospel the good news of what jesus did for you concerning healing don't keep looking at some anointed man he's just a man he prayed to get that in his life you can do the same why not you why not you i please nobody look towards me like he is this no i learned i was doing more as a member Before I became a preacher, I had all kinds of things happen. I was just a member of a church, but I decided it doesn't matter if I'm not a pastor. I can do these things because the Word of God says I can. He who believes shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. I'm a believer. I'll lay my hands. Amen. I'll lay my hands. But you don't know that unless you study the Word. Unless you put yourself in a place where you can hear the word, and then you go by what the word says, you put it into action, and God confirms it, and then you really learn. Amen. That's the way it should be. As newborn babe desire the, sunset, the pure milk of the word, so you may grow thereby. If you're not growing, you're disobeying God. God's not going to have a 30-year-old man with diapers. He's not going to tolerate that. He's going to tolerate it for a while, But after a while, He's going to let you be, go through such difficult times unless, until you decide, I'm going to do something about this. God doesn't want you to stay a baby as a Christian. He wants you to move on. We need to understand that. Grace comes with responsibility. I'm tired of Christians finding excuses why they should do something. Brother, why is it wrong to do this? Prove it from the scripture to me. If you want to do that, go ahead. That's your business. You will miss out on the grace of God. Keep doing what you want to do. I don't want to go there. Instead of doing something mature for God, you are still trying to find out what you can get away with. And that's stupid. What I can get away with. God doesn't care about this. So show me where in the scriptures, I know you're a baby. I know you're a baby. Christians, mature Christians don't talk that way. You're just a baby. What you can get away with. Is it wrong to do this? (laughs) They shall all be taught of God. And if you're still struggling with this little stuff, you got problems. You should know what's right and what's wrong. And if you don't know, then you don't know the grace of God. Because the grace of God, what? Teaches you to deny. You know what's ungodly. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. Uh, I realized in those days, as I read, you know, started reading the scriptures... One of the, from the very beginning, I wasn't, you know, uh, we missed Christianity and voodoo all together when I was growing up. Yeah. We were Christian on Sundays and we went to voodoo doctors and during the week. And those voodoo doctors will tell you, if you see all of them, they're going to church. When they finish their here. I was one of those. I don't go to them anymore. But as I started reading the scriptures, you know, you read in Matthew, Okay. And then you get to Matthew chapter 5. After it goes through the birth of Jesus and all of that. And you read in Matthew chapter 5. And you get to the word. And Jesus went up to the mountain. And the disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth. And started speaking to them. And he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Oh, I used to just enjoy those words, you know. As he goes, blessed, 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 blessed. Blessed all the way down. I I wanted to be there. Just to hear those good words coming from the mouth of the master. He was at the top of the mountain just like God spoke to Moses from that mountain. You remember, this was God himself sitting there and just blessing the world. I I wanted to listen to those words. But thank God I got it here and I can read them. But then he got, he got to verse 6. He said, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Mm. I like that. But I started wondering, oh Lord, do I feel the hunger? I want to feel that hunger and thirst inside of me after righteousness. Because if I have that, I am blessed. If you don't have the hunger and the thirst after the word of God, something is wrong. Jesus said, those that hunger and thirst over God's word, they are those that are blessed by God. Think about it. That The converse of that means if you don't have any hunger and thirst for the Word of God, you're cursed. Something is wrong. Think about it. You should have the hunger for the things of God. You can't help yourself if you don't have it. Something is wrong. I've got the... God, what's happening to me? How come they can make time to go and I don't enjoy it? What's wrong with me? That's beginning of hunger. Amen? God, I want what they got. That's what I got saved for. I saw this guy living for God, happy. I wanted what he wanted. I mean, what he had. God gave it to me. And God did. At that time, Samuel said, That's the guy that led me to the Lord. He said, God will give you what I got. I said, No, you don't know me. I'm too wicked. He says, No, God, like you, you okay? He'll help you. I never thought I would be preaching the whatever, but But I thought I was so bad. But I wondered what this fellow had. When you have a hunger for God, you are a blessed man. You know why? When you hunger, and thirst for righteousness, guess what you're going to be filled with? (coughs) Righteousness. (laughs) You know what that word means? To be righteous before God? The benefit of that? Jesus said, The desires, the Bible says, The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. God surrounds the righteous with favor as a shield. I didn't believe that was Psalm 5 verse 12. God surrounds you. is everywhere you turn. You got favor. You turn this way. Guess what you got? Favor. You turn the other way. There is favor. Somebody. Are you going to stand against favor? That's why Jesus said, Blessed are those who thirst." And they hunger after righteousness. Because they will be filled with righteousness. You think, you, God is just speaking. Now I feel righteous. Now I'm blessed. No. It's what comes with righteousness. That means nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you. No weapon formed against shall prosper. That's what God declares. He said, if they come against you, they'll run seven ways from you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that comes against you in judgment, God said that tongue is condemned. He says this is the heritage, the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled with it. Amen. That's why you're blessed. And you just attract good things. Amen. Good things just keep coming to you. It may not be overnight, but you're going to make it. Nobody's going to be able to stop you. The righteous will never know what. That's why David said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake. That's the path I walk. Righteous path. That's where you kill giants. Amen. Everything that comes against your life, you kill them. Whether it's cancer, you kill it. Amen. No giant. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to understand, there is a God. I just went through a very difficult time. It wasn't difficult because God just surrendered my heart with it. I knew I was okay. My wife, uh, she's the doctor, so she knows what they're saying. And she, I walk around, and the doctor, my wife, she says, Are you okay? I say, Angela, I was okay yesterday like I'm okay today. There is nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. We do what the doctor says to do. I don't fight against what they say to do, but I'm fine. I'm not going anywhere yet. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. I got no reason to be afraid. But I can't tell you how much the Holy Spirit, He won't let me. Once a word, you know, Satan injects, the Holy Spirit comes in immediately. He says, I healed you from the foundations of the world. Before you were born, I took care of you. Don't worry about it. Don't even listen. You're okay. You're okay. I'm okay. Amen? (laughs) I'm okay. Because the Word of God... Is there. I mean, all scriptures, they just keep coming at me from everywhere. And as I listened to those scriptures, I knew who was speaking the scriptures to me, the Holy Spirit. Then I feel so powerful. Oh, God, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. The doctor is going to find out. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, God has already condemned that tongue. You condemn that tongue. If they, God says, they will plan, but I didn't send them. I wasn't in that meeting with them. So don't worry about it. If they plan against you, they'll fall because of you. That's me and that's you. Amen? It's you. Because of righteousness. Responsibility. You need to be responsible. There's work to do. You know, it's like Christians today, I see what's happening in the church. The enemy is so, he knows what he's doing. Telling Christians, you don't have time to do this. It's Wednesday night, you're tired, you don't want to go to church. It's Sunday morning, you need a little sleep. That Sunday school can wait till next week. Uh, the preacher, but what, is he going to come back? All of these things. And the church is giving in slowly, giving in age by age. And before long, they got nothing. That's when he comes at you. And when the doctor or something comes at you so hard, you got nothing to fight with. But Jesus, before he do a miracle, he will ask, what do you have? <laughs> it's just such a question. Before he multiplied the bread, right? He knew, he didn't pull bread from the sky. He said, give me what you got. You have to give him what you got. Sometimes what he's asking from you, he's just to believe. But you got to give him something. But if you don't have the word, you get nothing. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have no word. How can two walk together, except they're in agreement? You don't know what he says. How can you agree with something you don't know anything about? You don't know the word. That's why Jesus said of Mary, She has picked the best part, sitting before me, listening. Martha, Martha, oh, you're so busy trying to get ahead. Uh, but see, that's why you're so flicky. Uh, that's me. <laughs> Your sister has got it. And I'm not going to take that away from her. You're not flaky. <laughs> Amen. But understand this. He wants us to grow. To maturity. I'm going to continue with this message, but let me read this for you. I'm trying to lay the groundwork for a healing service. There are things that I want to do. I, I, you know, not seeing people they, they hinder me. I, I'll, I'm just going to be frank with you. I had taught classes where in, in back in Pastor Addison's church, he'll tell you, where I taught just a few uh, people, including Mama Jean and Papa, in a class. I taught them the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They were hungry. People were coming from other churches just to attend Sunday school. Because they were hungry. They wanted the gifts of the Spirit. And people started prophesying in that little Sunday school classroom. And then they prophesied over me. And when they were speaking over me, these were the people I taught about these gifts. And compelled them i forced them to believe god for 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 the for the gifts i made them we stayed in a room i played my guitar a little bit and then i quit and i said now you all sit here and we're going to wait for god to give us a word and they started coming with words and there were healings they went back into the church they prophesied in the church there were words of knowledge they spoke over me they made me sit Actually, I made everybody sit in a chair, and then they spoke over them. And I sat down, and they were saying all things, all kinds of things to me. You're cast out devil. You're going to preach. You're going to do this. And I was rolling my eyes. You guys are just been too nice to me because I'm the teacher. Guess where I'm living today? What they spoke in that class. That's what I'm living today. And one of the people that was in the class, she was with me in Nigeria. They spoke over her. At that point, you couldn't believe what was being said over her life. And myself, you know, listening to it, I'll say, you guys are crazy now. Where are you coming up with this stuff? She was in Nigeria and God was using her so mightily. She called me, good luck. You remember what you guys spoke over me in that Sunday school class? He said, I'm leaving it right now. I can see it right there. Now, why am I saying this? I want to go into the gifts of the Spirit. I want to teach it on a Sunday, just when all of us come in here. But I need time of practice. That's my way of life. I need you back here on a Wednesday night so we can practice. I can't do that. I can't. And it's very painful. So I got to find maybe on Sunday morning to go through what I have to do. Because the, God, the people of God are not willing. I'm, please, I'm not rebuking anybody. You do, I know you're busy. But let God speak to you. I can do those things. I, this morning as I was preparing, I was thinking to myself, the Jesus was saying, uh, Blessed is that servant who when the master comes, he's feeding the flock, right? Faithfully, remember? Well, I'm ready. The flock's not here. What can I do? you understand what I'm saying? It's very frustrating. I know what God has shown me over years. It's more than 10 years. Since in the 80s. I want to teach that and see the people of God practice. And move on. But they have to be willing. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall be. Eat of the good of the land. I can't do those. So you got to space yourself what you do. It's kind of frightening. But you stay faithful to your God. And you got all kinds of reasons why not. I can't do this. But I made up my mind. From then, I will always, no matter what, I want to be. I go to Sunday school class. I listen to my Sunday school teachers. They are members of our church. Amen? And again, from them. While they are speaking, I get more insight. Amen? I enjoy it. And I'm glad that God has given us such great men and women. But that's what the church is all about. If we come together and we are walking together and studying together, there will not be a sick person among us. Because James said, is any sick among you? Remember that scripture? James 5 verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil and pray a prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will what? Save the sick and God will raise them up. You know what that means? If you have any sick among you, when the elders are through, eh, we won't have any sick person in your church. Are those days gone? Why not? What's happening to us? Responsibility. Responsibility. You do what you want to do. I find time to do whatever I want to do. You do the same. He's watching. He's watching. I read this scripture and I'm going to close with this scripture. In Hebrews chapter 6. Beginning from verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. (laughs) See what he wants? Go to match already. Leaving the discussion of the elementary principles notice i use the word principles there are a lot of principles in the scriptures and we got to know them leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of christ let us go on to perfection that means go on to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards god of the doctrine of baptisms, as baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, baptisms of laying on of hands for the sick to be healed, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this we will do if God permits. We keep doing all of that, but uh, uh, let's go on from there. Amen? Let's go on to maturity. Don't be a baby after ten years as a Christian. Even after two years, you are not permitted to be a baby. We need you to be working for the kingdom of God. And for some of us, when God's done everything to, to wake you up, to do something for the kingdom, you keep saying to yourself, I can't. Well, God told Moses, who made the man's mouth? Because Moses said, I can't speak. Just obey Him. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. I'm saying this because I know that God wants to bless the people of the Ark Fellowship greatly. My greatest joy is to see you blessed in your home and in your ministry. Every one of you has a ministry. I had my ministry in, in the worship center. Amen. I had a ministry there. I still have the fruit of my ministry in the worship center. I can point to an individual that's the fruit of my at least one person. I had my the ministry in Pastor Addison Church. Were you a pastor? No. Youth pastor? No. I was just a member. But I have my ministry there. When Pastor Addison is busy, he, when there's somebody to, to deal with and is demonized, he says, go call social so, so call good luck, let them take care of it. He goes back to his job and we take care of it. We're members of the body of Christ. Amen? And you can do that. You can do that. You don't have to look for Pastor. They'll take care of you. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. They'll take care of you. They'll take care of you. We're all children of the living God and God wants to bless all heads bow all eyes close I'm going to give opportunity if you're here and you want Jesus to be your best friend you you don't have that you're not sure of that but today that's your heart's desire I'm going to tell you God's going to give you your heart's desire if you want Jesus to be your best friend, your Savior, please put your hand up quickly and put it back down. Let me see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You want Jesus to be your best friend? you never done this before. You want him. Thank you, Lord. After the meeting, I will be standing out here. If you need prayer, Angela will be here. Pastor Wendy. Uh, Pastor Josh. If you need prayer, you want somebody to agree with you, please come. We want to be well before God. Amen? Share your heart. Let's lift our hands to the Lord this morning. Thank Him. Thank Him. Tell Him that you know that He wants to bless you. Tell Him that. Tell Him that. God, I know that you want to bless me. And I'm willing to be blessed. Tell Him that. Tell Him that. Tell Him, I'm willing to be blessed. I will receive. I will do what it takes by your grace. I will do what it takes. To place myself in the place where your blessings can reach me. God, I am willing. Tell him you're willing. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your people today. I pray that by your grace, you have ministered to their spirit. And that they understand your word. And Lord, that you have filled them with the power of the Holy Spirit. As it is written in your word. You said your people will be willing in the day of your power. Lord, today is, I declare that today is the day of your power. And your people are willing. They are willing to go forth and to to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. Yes, we are willing to go forth. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. We love you, Jesus. Bless every family. Bless every life. Bless every individual, every boy, every girl, every man, every woman. Put your hands upon them for blessing, O God. Take the oppression of the enemy away from them. Heal your people, O God, according to your word. We bow our hearts before you today and ask that you minister to us and lift us up to your throne. Thank you, Father. For those that are asking for you to be their best friend, Lord, minister to them. Let them know that you saw their hands up today and that you've taken them up and that you will be there. Their best friend, the Savior. Thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. We're dismissed.